interested, but I'm interested to know the, the measurement, the testing side of it right now. Because mm -hmm. with all the explosion that is going on right, with audio, the important is is testing then. So can you tell brands what should they think about best practices of working with audio in the new now? But with, with testing, I wanted to ask was the KPI. How can mm -hmm. we measure it with sales because think about when you watch a commercial how do you know that music that you invest because especially in commercial can be very expensive not in stores how do you know to connect that with your sales well when i did in-store music research we were able to do that but sure. it's still very challenging and and i've spoken to other people in 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 my podcast and they said the person the people that can lock the audio and sales link Mm -hmm. That is how we really going to get where we want to get with audio, really get the value. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, one of the places where you can tie it in is in your, your messaging, if there's an audio piece of that. If you have a script and somebody reads it, that's sound. Mm. Yeah. You know, and, and so very often again it's not necessarily about any one asset it's about optimization and so you can pretest uh you know let's say a, a spot that you're going to run on the radio you can do a pretest uh because there are companies out there that now are specializing in this mm. where you could take okay here's two different scripts here's two different voiceovers here's two different pieces of music What's the combination of script, voice, music that produces better recall, mm. that hits the attributes that I want to represent with my brand? Mm. We can test for purchase intent. Mm. Um, and, you know, at Pandora, we can see the impact of some of these changes um, on the way people are responding to ads that we are delivering. Mm. and select an ad that performs better. Mm. You know, does that result in a direct sale to your point? Mm. Sometimes it's difficult, you know, to, to pinpoint one specific thing. Mm. But I think this is what's important that marketers often forget is that we're talking about an experience as a whole. And one thing that we do know from the experience is that the more congruent all the sensory elements are, the more they're aligned together, mm. you know, it improves the receptivity to the message. It improves the recall. It improves the familiarity. It improves the likability. And these are all things that have a direct impact on a consumer making a choice for a particular brand. Mm. And so again, just by kind of tuning in, uh, this this idea of um, you know making sure that you have a congruent representation mm -hmm. that you're not always changing your brand voice with every campaign mm -hmm. with every piece of of information mm -hmm. then you're moving the needle closer to having an impact mm -hmm. and we can certainly see when we get it wrong yeah. you know there are, there are times where you can you know I mean there are famous examples of brands that have spent a lot of money on a particular brand voice or a particular piece of music only to find that the associations at the end of the day weren't there, the recall wasn't there, all of the elements that go into driving purchasing are there. You know, so 
you know, I say to brands, you know, the parameters you want to look at are congruency. How well does it fit the brand? You can test for that. Um, flexibility, uh, you know, are you building a sonic identity where it's flexible enough that you can remember things like a melody, but you can change it up if there's a particular in, uh, emotion that you're wanting to hit, or maybe culturally relevant, you know, changing some of the sounds to fit um, a cultural backdrop uh, or, or perspective. Um, so you, you want the congruence, you want the um, recall you want uh sorry you want the uh, flexibility you want the recall you know mm. how well are people remembering it you can measure that you can measure that over time you can benchmark that against other um sonic assets that are already in market mm. uh you can take a look and see if there are things that you're doing that improve that that recall uh and and get that there uh is it distinct um, you know, do, do people recognize it in a crowd of everything else? Does it stand out? Does it own a particular sonic space? That's an outcome uh, that you can, can measure. Um, and so, you know, you look at these elements and that all of those uh, are helping you hit the sweet spot where that return on investment is. And sometimes it's a direct sale. Sometimes it's a, it's, it's a behavior. Sometimes it's a perception. Um, but again, you're putting thought into these things. You're not choosing a piece of music simply because something needs to be there and let me find something that I like. Yeah, and what would you say that would be the consequences then for brands that don't follow this uh, audio wave and don't do these measurements? Well, I think in those instances, it's hit or miss. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's that famous saying that um, a clock, a, a stopped clock is right twice a day. <laughs> uh, you know, because if it's stopped at 12 straight up, it's right at noon and it's right at midnight, but every other time it's off. So... You know, I, I think that while there is science to making the choices, sometimes we make choices implicitly that are right on. Mm. You know, I could talk about, you know, here's a brand that's confident and exciting. And if we start talking about music, we very often will start move, moving in certain directions. Yeah, I can tell you scientifically why you would go there. We perceive it as, as instinct. Um, and so brands that understand their brand really well, um, very often can select pieces of music that, that work. Um, you know, they could even come up with five notes and drill that into consumers' heads yeah. and it becomes an audio logo. Um, but that's much different than becoming much more intentional with doing the kind of research behind the choices that you're you're making. Uh, and so if you're not thinking about it, the chances are you may use a voice that's off-putting. You may not have consistency. You may have a piece of music that could be all wrong for the brand. You may be spending a lot of money on a piece of music because you think, oh, it's a popular song. Mm -hmm. But it could be a song that not only doesn't fit your brand, maybe it makes a consumer think of another brand. Too many I mean, people I've, are using it. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've seen some neuro research, particularly around certain sounds, yeah. where there are some brands that have kind of owned that soundscape. And so there's another brand that's kind of like, well, let me use that. Uh, and what ends up happening yeah. is that 
in those moments, you're actually advertising for the competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because you can't own that. Yeah. So th these are all problems that can occur. Emma